Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Spring is going to spring soon, I think. <laughs> the beginning of March is when you guys yeah. are listening to this. And we're ready for it to get a little bit warmer here in California. We've yeah, had a rough close, couple of weeks. Yeah, getting close to spring break. And, you know, I feel like we've been talking a lot about legal changes lately. Yes. And here today, we're going to talk about another one. So we'll just kind of get right into it just to kind of, and for you listeners who aren't in California, this applies to many of you as well, as California joins 22 other states. So we're, we're not alone in this. We're bringing cursive back. It was gone for a bit. (laughs) Now it's coming back. And so we have an expert that will kind of walk us through as to the benefits of cursive. So Dr. Christina, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. Well, thank you for having me. So as Amanda mentioned, you know, California is requiring public schools um, to now have their students learn cursive. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit of your background and how you became so passionate about cursive? (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. Well, first of all, I'm an occupational therapist from uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And When I graduated OT school, my first job was in the school system. And so I was a school-based OT and Mm -hmm. I went to a professional development workshop of handwriting without tears. We're now Mm -hmm. known as learning without tears. And I just saw how I thought, oh, this is right on par with being developmental, Mm multi-sensory. So Mm -hmm. I started using the program with kids that were on my caseload and I started to see how they were positively, they were impacted positively by that program. And I really just kind of dove in with looking at handwriting as something that can help not only the kids with their writing skills, but really Mm -hmm. with all academic areas, you know, because they're Mm -hmm. writing in math, they're writing in science and social studies. So this was something that became a passion of mine. And now I, you know, 25 years later, working full-time for Learning Without Tears as the senior internal learning manager there. So I really have a passion for handwriting and I see how kids are really can be impacted positively by this skill. I love that you went to a professional development seminar and that's how you came across to it. And it's just, it's so important to continue to learn about these new things. And it just uh, created a a new career path for you. That's amazing. Yes. And you know, it's like, we all want to be those life. Well, I think we want to be those lifelong learners, right? So it's, it was something that I think we always are trying to find things to learn from. and, And that was something that I saw as just a perfect fit of having mm-hmm. that developmental multi-sensory based approach. Yeah. And it's interesting how, I mean, it seems like a short time, but it was kind of a bit of time where we kind of faded from having cursive as even being part of the curriculum when California and a lot of, and other States, I believe it was like 40 States adopted the common core standards. And of mm-hmm. course there's lots of criticisms of common core, but you know, one of the aspects of it was leaning away from cursive and, and really, I mean, realistically, like looking at the time in the classroom and just 
how much emphasis on like the core academics common core put on there just wasn't the time for the cursive writing but now we've you know educators have realized the benefits of it and it's coming back but there's definitely going to be that generation of kids that never I mean we, we had to do cursive writing and I remember like going through school being like you're going to need to know cursive because you're going to have to use it in high school. And by the time I got to high school, it was not something that we did. I think that must have been like started the fade out because that fade out, it was at the same time as we're fading in technology and starting mm-hmm. to use computers. And I feel like anything that I had in high school that was supposed to be like final draft had to be typed. So are we seeing cursive as being back introduced back as part of this tool to help learn? Do you think that we're going to see this shift to having to use it more in later education or more in early education? What are your thoughts on that? What do you see? Yeah, that's a great question, Mina. I think we are seeing that it's, you know, cursive is starting like in third grade because that's really where the mm-hmm. eye-hand coordination is most fully developed, right? And so, and it's not in, like you said, Amanda, with the technology, it's not one versus the other. I mean, right. kids, children need to to learn both, right? Yes. Because they're still writing in the classroom. That That's, you know, there's the writing about 60% of the day when we think about journal writing and writing math problems and writing all the subject areas. So, that's something that it needs to be taught. They need to be taught how to write, and then they need to be taught the cursive writing because we're going to see that it's much faster. There's the research behind the neural pathways in the brain. Those reading circuits are activated when handwriting is occurring. So I think, you know, when we can establish it in third grade and then continue it in fourth grade and it becomes something that they're using and they're not losing, then we can start to see this as a life skill. Now, I know I was taught cursive in third grade, but I don't write mm-hmm. my name like I did mm-hmm. when I was in third mm-hmm. grade. Right? Right. So I have right. that mixture, you know, and I think a lot of us have that mixture of cursive and print and yeah. it becomes that how we're going to write fast. And that's yeah. something that I think is happening. And we also know that recall is so important. When we write, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're recalling that information. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know even my daughter, who's a, my middle daughter, she's a freshman in college and she said, mom, I don't want to type on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I remember things when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's what happens. That's that recall of information. Right. So I think, you know, and especially in college too, we're starting to see some of the colleges that are saying, hey, we need to get away from the laptops because kids are, you know, they're looking up different things on there. They're not paying attention. And if we can close those laptops and have them writing, they're going to retain that information better. And, yeah. and I do want to clarify that it becoming a law and, and come back, it doesn't mean that there were states that like didn't teach it just and it wasn't part of the law. I, I think right. having the law be put in the place is that minimum, right? Of like, mm-hmm. yes. hey, you have to get to this because I think the shift that we had seen was poor tests performing, right? On state yes. testing. And so yes. then it was like, okay, what can we cut? And and so one of the first yeah. things my understanding is that cursive would be cut, right? Because if mm-hmm. we have low test scores, we got to put in some extra time and what can we cut out that yeah. isn't mandated? And so with it, you know, actually becoming 
a law, then it means that, you know what, we we actually have to make time for it. And then I think that's where we saw a lot of the, the research about recall and the, the neurological benefits. And even just for confidence wise, right? Like for, exactly. for some kiddos that do exactly. get to learn. I mean, that yeah. Yeah, that confidence, excuse me, is huge, Vicki. I mean, mm -hmm. I, that is something mm -hmm. that I saw a lot with kids. Mm. And I think that's not something that people would typically they would not put confidence with cursive, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah. but there is something with, with the flow of it. And I mean, I, you are the OT, so maybe you can talk a little bit more about what it would be like, you know, you, you did mention faster writing, but what are some of the other benefits from your perspective, along with the confidence or how are you seeing confidence in kiddos? Well, I'll just tell you, I still remember this story of a child that I was working with first year out of school. And this, mm -hmm. and I went into a kindergarten classroom and mm -hmm. there was a little boy named Tyler in the back of the room. And he was looking down at his paper and, and that's who I was going to see. And mm -hmm. I walked up to him and the teacher said, we gave him a box of crayons and he asked what they were. So he had never been, mm -hmm. um, he never had a tool put in his hand. And so I started to work with him. He was one that didn't have any friends. He kept, I mean, he never made eye contact with me. And so over the months I started working with him, I started to see some progress and especially with his letter identification and, you know, just writing his name. He couldn't even tell me at the beginning that the T was his first letter in his name. So we were just really focused in on letter recognition and letter identification. And then I remember walking into the classroom, I think it was about six months later, this one day I walked in and he saw me and he goes, Miss Christina, did you know mm -hmm. that garage starts with the letter G? Mm. And, you know, he got in trouble because he had that outburst. But I was so excited because yeah. he actually got on his report card that he was talking too much in class which was great. Mm. You know, here mm. was a child and, mm -hmm. and you could see that he was now writing. He was holding his pencil correctly. He was getting good grades in reading and his spelling was great. So wow. to me, that was like a huge aha moment. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. I mean, this child's probably now, what, like 30, 31 years old, oh, you know, yeah. and it yeah. was just something that made such a huge impact in my life of seeing yeah. what a great thing, you know, handwriting can be for a child. Yeah. Well, and I think an important thing to note is as we talk about like all of these benefits of handwriting, we often mm -hmm. see things that are considered like extra part of like academic curriculum are like the first things that are cut from special education. Mm -hmm. Like if we're going to I don't want to say water down, but we're going to decrease the expectations in, say, a special day class. I have seen this as being something that is not taught. And I think it is really important for us to have these conversations about there are such benefits of it that children yes. in special education should still be getting the benefits of it, just like their typical peers getting that equal access. And we need to remember that, yes, it might take more work. It might be one more thing we need to teach them. But because there's such benefits of it, it needs to be something that is of importance. And I hope as we start fading back into having this be a regular thing in the classrooms in elementary school, that we are remembering to include that in our special education classes and not just, well, this is a general education standard and this is an easy time for 
the the kid who's mainstreaming to like be pulled out to RSP because I could totally mm-hmm. see that happening. And mm-hmm. so I think this conversation mm-hmm. is so important. Most definitely. And I think, you know, and when we think about just the benefits of mm-hmm. handwriting, that it activates both the left and right hemispheres of the brain, mm-hmm. that it's going to improve those fine motor skills and it facilitates that speed and fluency and those in that may uh, be diagnosed with ADHD or uh, dyslexia or dysgraphia, cursive can be such a great fresh start for those children, you know, mm-hmm. because when we think mm-hmm. about the connections, because that's what cursive is, it's all about connections, right? Because mm-hmm. we think about that word, we're connecting those letters within a word, and those connections in cursive can really aid in memory and retention of that information. It can reduce those letter reversals. So mm. that's great for, you know, children with dyslexia, because here we are, I've worked with a lot of children with dyslexia and dysgraphia. And when we can provide multi-sensory experiences and using these connections in cursive, that can really help to reduce those reversals. And then you think about the children with ADHD, they can mm-hmm. benefit from cursive mm-hmm. as it takes mm-hmm. that attention and it's taking that focus and, and practicing those connections and having that, you know, being able to use a, a motor practice is really going to help them with improving their focus and concentration. Yeah. I think that's really helpful, that breakdown for people mm-hmm. to really understand the, the intricacies, right, of it's not just about, you know, having fancy cursive writing for your signature, right? It really mm-hmm. is a model. And the way in which you describe it, you know, I think a lot of parents hear multisensory, multisensory, and yeah. it just be, has become such a, a buzzword that it kind of loses all of its meaning. And so for you to be able to say like, look, it is literally about um, and figuratively about the connections between the words. It really, I think for me, that explanation really paints a brighter picture of why it is needed and and why, you know, it's being taken a step further and, and put into a law because even though that was just something that was really in the curriculum, it, it is just sad to see it kind of phased out or being one of these disposable things that a whole generation, like Amanda said, you know, went without. It doesn't mean that, you know, it, it wasn't being taught in certain other ones. But yeah, if you're not catching them in third grade, you, you're not as a fourth grade teacher going to start doing it, right? Well, if, yeah, if, I mean... Yeah. I know in some school districts in California, we're still including it in the third and fourth grade curriculum because it was really left up to the school districts. But Mm -hmm. how useful is that when it's only just a small fraction versus like, I mean, I remember it was like all through elementary school, we had, you know, things that we were required to do in cursive writing. And I mean, yeah, I think as you talked about at the beginning of the episode about how a lot of us have really blended. I mean, if Mm -hmm. I'm handwriting Mm -hmm. something and I write, really fast so it's super messy like you can see half of it's in cursive you know print because it's still there because we did it so much and and like everything the more repetition you have of something the more it can help so I think it'll be really helpful that we have that consistency as school districts really need to kind of step it up and see this is a tool not just something that you were required to do but seeing it as that tool of like here is an Mm -hmm. eight or something that can really help with all kids, but particularly our kids in special education, there's such a benefit. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, when we think about it, it's, 
that life skill, you know, that we're yeah. teaching mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with cursive and encouraging, you know, when we're talking about that multi-sensory, I just think of all these children have different learning styles. And yes. so when we're providing those multi-sensory learning of the different strategies that we do, that's just, you know, giving each of them with engaging their different senses so that they can really retain those cursive connections. And then we're going to teach it in the easiest way. So we, like when I'm Mm -hmm. helping children with cursive, we teach Mm -hmm. it in a vertical style. So it's not that slanted style, you know? Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a vertical style. And that is, it's basically just taking the print and connecting it. And Mm -hmm. so then it's easier to read and it's easier to write. And Mm -hmm. children will then, they'll develop their own, you know, um, fluency and their style. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've kind of de-looped the loops and those curly cues, making it all fancy. Because that's where some children, especially children that... Um, maybe diagnosed with dysgraphia or dyslexia, they struggle with those, right? They're going to struggle with having to change direction in mid-stroke. So Mm -hmm. when we can just make it as easy as possible, children are going to have more success with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we just want to start with those basic strokes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What is the pushback? Why do people not want cursive back? Like, do you run into Mm -hmm. that? Do you run into- The administrator. Oh, yeah. So what is their point of view? (laughs) Well, I think a lot of it is, well, they're not looking at the research, right? So Uh, we we have that research that shows that, okay, these neural pathways are really Mm -hmm. activated when handwriting Mm -hmm. is occurring. And then Mm -hmm. they're thinking, well, we don't have time. Our teachers don't have time. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, if you can, if you can carve out 10 minutes a day, you are going to get that time back because children aren't going to have to think about the mechanics of writing. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the Mm -hmm. content of what they're writing. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. then it becomes Mm -hmm. that all we're trying to do is get this, uh, this skill to be automatic and a natural skill for them so that they are independent in their writing. And so just giving that 10 minutes a day can really give them that time back. I love that because it doesn't have to be this whole big, thing, right? right uh, you know, right. just break it down. That's what we do for our kiddos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we break it down. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then integrating it across the subjects, right? So of course, using yeah. it throughout the day. So if they, if they're being taught handwriting at the beginning of the day, well, then mm-hmm. we can do reminders throughout, like maybe when they're in math. Okay. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's write our name in cursive at the top mm-hmm. of the paper, you know, and yeah, exactly right. in mm-hmm. science, well, let's write a sentence in cursive. It just can be infused throughout the day as they're going through their different subjects. Yeah, so seamlessly. So it'll be really interesting to see because this, you know, just came about kind of like a mid-school year thing. And mm-hmm. we don't really expect there to be huge changes this school year. We probably expect more changes next school year. And, you know, hopefully the school districts, you know, as they implement curriculum, they're really thinking about all of these ways to really integrate it seamlessly. And of course, making sure that we are including our special education students mm-hmm. in this as well. Any the kind of last thoughts or suggestions as if like there's any district administrators or teachers listening in that are in that planning phase that you, you want to share with them? 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that professional learning, right? So to provide Mm -hmm, that professional mm -hmm. learning or professional development, because a lot of teachers out there, you know, young teachers have not been taught cursive. And they're thinking, this is, they're probably thinking, oh my goodness, this is huge. I have to teach my kids, my students, how to write in cursive. I don't even write in cursive. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be learning along with the students for that first year. And that's why I, you know, working for Learning Without Tears, I love the fact that we do this vertical style and everything is right there in front of them to be Mm -hmm. able to understand how to do it. And so I think by having that professional learning and just having the teachers to really increase their knowledge and their skills in teaching cursive writing is going to be a great thing for them just to have that collaboration. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, of course, you know, change is scary. And Mm -hmm. when you haven't learned something yourself, but I think that, you know, you're, you're missing an opportunity to really connect with the students, right? In talking about, hey, this is new for me too. And this mm-hmm. is what I did to prepare for it. And I, I, this just kind of goes into our, our whole mantra for 2024 of professional development for the teachers, like the districts yeah. need to be yes. able to have this beforehand, because otherwise it is panic. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get a lot of pushback, but it's really fear that's in the driver's seat instead of preparation and knowing that it's not going to be perfect. So I think Mm -hmm. it's also a wonderful opportunity, a missed opportunity if if teachers are just going to let fear drive. Um, It's a missed opportunity to really connect with your students to be able to say, you know, first and foremost, hey, I didn't learn this in school. And now I get to learn it with you guys. Right. Um, And we hope that that perspective kind of reigns (laughs) Um, because it would be wonderful. And I think they need to give themselves patience and grace as well. You know, those Mm -hmm. teachers do definitely. Mm -hmm. And they can even get feedback from their students. Hey, what do you think about my writing? Do you Mm -hmm. think this looks okay? You know, and kind of go back and forth that way too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. How can people reach out to you if they have more questions or if they want to learn more about the programming that you have? How can they reach out? Yes. Well, we, our website from Learning Without Tears is lwtears.com. So they can go on our website and they can contact us. We have sales representatives throughout the country that can, that are there in their specific states that will be able to help them. We have free webinars and free podcast is what we have a podcast as well literacy matters and there's lots of different resources on our website that they can go to obtain wonderful Wonderful. well thank you so much for being on and listeners we hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you next week bye bye